Hey y'all, I'm Emily Byrne. I'm Jonathan Corporal. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to Logic and Common Sense. Sense. Hey guys, this is Jonathan and Emily Bird. Hey y'all, what's up? So today we're going to talk about some really important topics such as how to make friends in a polarized society. We're going to share some personal college experiences. And we also recently saw a happy-go-lucky group of college students turn into a borderline leftist Antifa BLM type mob. But before we get into that, I need to ask you to subscribe to our podcast. If you're listening on Apple, leave a review. You can write it. it that'd be great. Also, if you want to support our podcast, please email us at logicandcommonsense20 at gmail.com. That is in the description. Uh, we'd love to partner with you. We're trying to go all over the world, and that takes a little bit of dough, something that we don't have lots of, uh, and we'd love to keep doing this podcast, but we would definitely need some support. Uh, yeah, so let's get into this talk yeah. about making friends in a polarized society. If you were looking for a life advice episode, this is the one for you. This is the one. (laughs) Yeah. So do you want to start it off? Yeah, I guess I'll start it off. So right now what we're seeing is let's say you have you're in school, particularly high school or college. But let's just stick with high school. You've got your squad of friends. And well, if you're at in-person learning, you're all distance anyways, six feet apart, right? except for at lunch when you can take your mask off and sit next to whoever you want and spit on each other and hug and kiss, whatever. So you have this group of friends, maybe there's 10 of y'all, and and one of the friends makes a post on Twitter or Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, or whatever that says, I'm a conservative, or I love the Second Amendment, or maybe they're not in support of abortion or whatever. All of a sudden, that person gets isolated, rejected, all of the other friends throw shade, uh, they get serious hate, and then now you have this person that is left alone all because they voiced their values. Right. What is happening? That's crazy. And especially at that age, being in high school and losing you know, your group of friends or your perceived group of friends, it's tough. It's a tough age to do that. And it's not always about political values either. Like I have a personal story when I was about 16 years old. I had stuck up for somebody who was being bullied by my personal group of friends. And guess who stopped talking to who in this situation? Wait a minute. I was the one. Right. I was the one that was isolated because they perceived me as criticizing their character when that's not at all what I was doing. I was just asking them, you know, to stop talking bad about this girl. But that goes back to just values in general. And unfortunately at that age, and now I want to put out there too, I don't hold anything against them. Like we're all grown people now, but at that age, people have the tendency to want to follow the crowd. And so it's really tough when you're in high school or in even college age to speak up for what you believe in, whether it's just basic values or political values or opinions that you may hold. And it's, it's really important that people do stand up for what they believe in. I remember as a younger person, I'm still young, I'm a young adult, but as a young teenager, like as an adolescent, this was the thing. Don't talk about politics. Don't tell anybody what you believe. Right, but, politics but wait a and minute. religion. Right, right. Politics, never mention that, right? But if, if you really believe you have something good, like if you have good news to share or if you have some logic that you want to share with people that maybe you think are confused. They, we all, everybody thinks everybody's confused right now, but 
let's say you want to reason with somebody. People told you not to do that. And so for years, we've had this attitude of let's not get in arguments, let's not reason with each other. When in fact, um, how do you think we founded America? We had our founding fathers reasoned with each other. You think they were in agreement with everything? They had to reason with each other and come up with the Constitution. Like we have to, we have to argue with each other to come to understanding and bring truth into light. So it's really important that you stand up for what you believe in. And I will definitely say that if anyone abandons you because of them finding out who you really are, then they are not your friend. They don't support you. They were a fake friend. And you should be thankful that that person's out of your life because now you know who they really are. Right. Well, and with this, we've created a generation of people who can't have civil discourse. So yeah, you that's can't. What it is. Exactly. And you know the saying two minds are better than one. Absolutely. It's so much better for our country, for even just situations throughout your life, whether you're trying to start a business, decide what college to go to, anything like that, to talk it out with people, even if they don't agree with what you're going to say. Because to be 100% straight with you guys, there is not going to be a single person on this earth that you 100% agree with. It doesn't happen. So we need that um, that flow of ideas and that discourse to happen right? so that we can create the best situations. The only people who want us all to think the same and to agree on the same things are the communists. Right. Then we would be a communist society right. or, well, or some sort of monarchy where we all have to do exactly and believe exactly what the leader says. And that that's not what we want. We don't want that. Right. Well, and they do that too because groupthink is easier to control than the individual. Yeah. Well, I have a story I want to share about a 16-year-old um, that submitted a question to Isabel Brown. She shared this on her story, the Isabel Brown on Instagram. Uh, I'm only 16. I've lost almost everyone of my friends this year. Advice, please. I'm so lost. And maybe you're in that same boat. Well, here's some great advice from Isabel. It can be so hard to be an outspoken conservative in a world that has decided conservative equals canceled. I've lost more friends than I can count for expressing my beliefs, and it was so painful. I won't lie. However, the people that have come into my life as a result of being bold and speaking out about what I believe and mean the world, all caps, to me, and never would have been my friends if I had stayed silent. Running through that wall of silent, outspoken is challenging, but I would make the same choice over and over and over again. You are never alone. Wow, that's great advice. Let me tell you something too. It's hard getting through that first part, you know, when people start pulling away because you're standing up for your convictions. But the reality is, is when you meet those friends on the other side that have similar values and convictions to you, you actually form a greater friendship with them than you maybe could have with the other people. Now, that's not to say that you can't have great friendships with people who you disagree on. You absolutely can. But if they're demonizing you for your values, then maybe that's not exactly the best friendship for you to be standing on. Yeah. And you really want in life in general, you want people that add and multiply to your life, not people that subtract and divide. And so when people start subtracting from your life, your values, dividing you against what you believe, your your values and your family and, and whatnot, honestly, you don't have time. There's not enough time on this earth. Time is a non-redeemable commodity. It's not like a movie where we can hit rewind. You're not going to get any time back. So 
you need to just be thankful that the haters are out your life now because guess what? Imagine you keep on with that friendship and they've hated you from the beginning and then you just find out later. So it's even more painful because you just, you know, that relationship lasted longer, that friendship is longer. And then now you find out the the truth that they don't believe the same thing you believe. And then now you're like, oh, boo-hoo. Right. Don't let anyone <laughs> convince you to. Oh, I know. God. Boo-hoo. Boo-hoo. Yeah, but... The most important thing that you can do in this situation is to stand in your convictions. Don't let anyone convince you, the left, mainstream media, or anything like that, convince you that you're alone or that what you believe isn't true or isn't right. Because unfortunately, with conservatives, with Christians right now, they are trying to restructure what we believe. They're trying to push us in another direction that fits their group thing. And they, when we say they, we're talking about the media, the left. Hollywood has done a great job. They make movies. Hollywood, right. I mean, think about this. They, they've made movies to suggest things to young children. They've made, you know, they're, they're putting their values upon society because they have the power, the influence of the media uh, through movie, cinema, uh, and all that stuff. So there, if you don't realize how deep this assault is against, say, conservative values or Christian values or just anything that's different from leftist values, it, it's it's really big. Right. Well, why do you think they call it programming? Ah. This <laughs> right. is a, and so, it's paid programming. Exactly. So say, you know, you're getting off. It's 5 o'clock. You're getting off. You're tired <laughs> off of work. I mean, you're tired. You get home. You flip on the TV, you know, trying to eat some dinner or whatever. You're not gonna. You're probably not gonna be thinking 100% full capacity because you're exhausted. You just had a long day at work, so you're just taking in this media content that's flowing into your living room. You might not fully be paying attention to what your kids are watching on TV, which is unfortunately something that a lot of parents don't pay attention to. I know growing up, I used to get picked on because my parents would actually pay attention to what <laughs> movies and TV I, shows I watched. I was not allowed to watch Teletubbies for whatever reason. That, that's actually hilarious it's kind of but, funny because i don't know any of the names i just remember, oh, I, I don't yeah. either i never really watched it but it's funny because i used to get picked on as, as a kid for not being able to watch certain things but when you get older and you watch those things that you used to watch as a kid and you start seeing the very adult jokes the adult humor adult language that's being laced and, uh, that for ain't these for children. children that is not for kids right it's so insane but that's what they're doing hollywood is putting these things in there um to I'm trying to think suggest, of what word you use. Yeah, to suggest it's a subtle or like suggestion. underlyingly give you this information. So you don't realize that you're getting it, if right. that makes sense. Yeah, and it's, uh, it's happening everywhere. So it's really important to stand up for what you believe in. And when you do, it's like there's this magical thing that happens where birds of a feather flock together. Do you ever see eagles hanging out with chickens? <laughs> never never you're never right. gonna see an eagle like hey i want to hang out with the chickens no the eagle hangs out with the other eagles the chickens hang out with the other chickens so when you realize you're not a chicken or you're not a pigeon or, or whatever and you find out no i'm actually an eagle well guess what somehow you just run into other eagles and and y'all just start hanging out and then now you have this new circle of friends new circle of influence new opportunities with other uh eagles and that right. that's honestly those are the people who will stand by you, support you, lift you up. That's the ones you want to be with. Um, as soon as you realize you're not a pigeon, like get 
away from the pigeons. I hope y'all are following <laughs> this metaphor. This is very um, <laughs> philosophical. Right. But yeah, I mean, if you stand in your convictions, you're going to make <clears throat> friendships that are so much greater and more f- fulfilling than the very shallow friendships that you maybe had beforehand. You might have had fulfilling, you know, friendships beforehand, but some people have very shallow friendships because they can't get on that deep level of understanding and respecting each other's values. And again, you don't have to agree, but if they respect what you stand for and they're not going to tear you down for it, that's going to be a much better friendship and relationship than somebody who's going to pick you apart and tear you down because they don't agree with you. That's just an unhealthy relationship to be in. Yeah, so let's... Let's move on to the next topic of personal college experiences. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go over one that I had where I stood up, and contrary to what you think, it actually turned out okay for me. It wasn't the end of the world. So I was taking an Italian cinema class because I, so I have my bachelor's in Spanish with a minor in Italian, and I needed to take this particular class as part of my minor. We studied all things Italian cinema, how they do the cameras, the different the storylines, the the type of thing, why they would tell the stories, um, the messages that they tried to portray by using cinema. They would use cinema to influence the people or to project a message on the people, which is Hollywood does the same thing. But I remember at one point in the class, the professor kept showing pornographic film after pornographic film, and I'm like are you serious? I'm sitting in class here with uh, other guys and girls and we're just sitting here watching like these illicit sex scenes. Gross. Yeah, it was pretty gross. Now, I, I, I get it. European films may have more nudity, but we watched some movies that had no nudity in that class. So I'm like, why are you pulling out these movies that not only have nudity, but illicit sex scenes? So I remember it was the first one, it was just like a little short thing, so I didn't really say anything about it. But then when it happened a second time, I was like, oh, this is disgusting. So I took my backpack. I walked out of class. The teacher looked very confused. I told the people that I was sitting by, I said, I'm not about to sit here and watch porn with you guys in class. This is disgusting. So I emailed my professor shortly after. I said, professor, I'm not going to mention her name because she was very polite about it. And I was mature about it as well. I didn't make a stink. I didn't slam the door. I didn't throw stuff on the ground like an animal. No, I didn't do none of that because I was not raised in a zoo. My mama beat me. And so, oh, I, no. you know, I, I just walked out in a mature way. I didn't make a stink about it. But I emailed the professor. I told her why I walked out. I said, I, I don't think it's necessary to be watching this in class. I don't feel comfortable sitting with my peers and watching this type of material. I don't see how it relates to the syllabus or, or to what we're learning. And, and I was very mature and professional about it. I was calm. I wasn't like angry. I wasn't like, I hate this professor. She is evil and of the devil. And I didn't do none of that. I just had a a legitimate civil discourse with her. And she gave me a a very professional response. She disagreed with how I viewed it, but she respected what I had to say. And needless to say, I was able to accommodate. We had to do an assignment. She accommodated me in some sort of way to where I uh, was able to receive my credit. I didn't fail the class. She didn't flunk me. And I, I, I don't know, I stood up and I was respected for it. And we had like a mutual understanding that we disagreed, but she respected my viewpoint. All because we had that civil discourse, even, even though it was through email, it's a lot easier to speak in writing, you know, there's, there's a lot less emotion involved. But yeah, that was like a win. 
Yeah. So when you're standing by your convictions, you have to really, you know, think about how you're handling the situation. Like the best, like this is what I guess you guys really need to think of when you're having to handle these situations is the best thing that I like to think of is respond, not react. So, you know, seeing films like that might make you, you know, super uncomfortable, angry, whatever. And then you have to think, okay, well, how would I handle this situation to where she's going to listen to me? Because if you go into, like you were saying, if you go into her office or whatever, and you're just angry and you're saying whatever, she's not, she's just going to view the anger. She's not actually going to hear the message. And then the the professor would have shut down. Exactly. Wouldn't have even listened. Exactly. So when you're, you know, I like to say getting through college without becoming a leftist, without becoming a progressive leftist, when you're doing that, it's not just standing by your convictions but it's how you stand by your convictions. It's thinking before you speak. It's knowing your stuff. You know, that's a huge thing we were actually just talking about before we went on is just how important it is to know your stuff, know what you're talking about. So that way, when you're speaking about your convictions, what you believe in, whether it's political or not, you have a basis or a foundation and of credibility to stand on. Yeah, even if it's just, okay, what is the problem you're having? Or you have a problem, what is the thing you have a problem with? Why do you have a problem with it? And what's your solution? Even if just you just look at it like that, like I had a problem with the films we were watching. Okay, why? Well, because, you know, with, I guess, my morals, I, I didn't feel comfortable sitting with my friends or peers and watching this, especially in, in class. And then I had another problem that it had nothing to do with what we were learning. And what was the solution to it? Okay, walk out and talk to the professor. So the, it's like... You need to know what's going on. You need to be cool, calm, and collective. You definitely need to think before you speak. And a lot of times, you can just take a deep breath, assess the entire situation, analyze what's going on, and then that way you can approach it um, with a level of professionalism that most people don't have. Right. Well, in following up on that, I know you guys are probably looking for an update on what happened at Turning Point USA Student Action oh, Summit. Oh, God. So I really want to get into how people reacted now. And I'm not talking about turning point, the organization. People. I just mean the young people wait, that wait. were there and how they reacted to Sheep. the situation. Sheeple. Yeah. <laughs> so I will say though, you know, turning point USA did a good job with what they had in trying to control the situation and get us information, which was awesome, you know, props to them. But the, some of the young people that were outside reacted rather than responded. So when they heard that the county was shutting, uh, not shutting us down, but shutting a large portion or a large percentage of the people out who had paid so for their tickets. Let's back it up real quick. Yeah. Because what happened was a whole, I don't know how many people signed up for this conference, paid for, come from all it was over like the- close to 5,000. Yeah, they come from all over the country, right? They're standing in a line outside, maybe an hour, two hours. I forgot. We were in the line for a long time. It's it's Couple like not. Hours, yeah. It's moving, and then all of a sudden the line stops, and nobody really knows why it stops. Everybody's just kind of happy, and you know we we can't Excited. wait. To, yeah, we right. can't wait to get in. People are throwing us free hats, free uh, llamas or alpa free alpacas. That was the Project Veritas. Yeah, I, they, I mean, say. it was just this I cool thing. We met people in line. We're chilling. We're hanging out. Well, all of a sudden, people start getting ticked. They're like, man, what's going on? Why aren't, why aren't we moving? Well, right. rumor has it. This, you know, everybody, rumor just started. It's like that game, right. telephone. The county's doing right. this. The mayor's doing that. Right. You we know. got like, I don't know, probably 1,000, 2,000 people are in this line outside. And eventually what happens is this line, and this is after maybe, all I remember was it was daylight 
And then at, when it got dark, that thing turned into a mob. Uh, the pol- they had policemen come to the door and say, nobody's getting in. Nobody's getting in. And this is where these happy-go-lucky college students and high schoolers and young, young working professionals went from happy to angry mob. Uh, right. some, some were losing their minds. Right. Now, I will clarify, though, it wasn't a violent mob. Nobody was violent. Nobody was they violent. They were just angry and loud. Now, they had a couple people that looked like they wanted to get violent, but there were enough... Um, I guess calm and collective people to really prevent that from happening. But imagine if if there were more immature people and they were all just angry at the. I mean, oh god, it was gross. Right. Well, the point is how fast it changed from everyone was calm, cool, and collected, and then all of a sudden something happened that people didn't like. We weren't happy with it, but instead of reacting emotionally, we said, okay, well, we're going to sit back and see what does the organization have to say about this? Because obviously they're also trying to handle it on their end. So uh, unfortunately you have young people there who are getting very emotional. And yes, I know um, people are like, you need to be emotional or whatever. Emotions matter Emotions too. are great, but when you're trying to handle a situation, you need to also be able to critically think through that situation and not let them hinder you from you know, responding in a nice way, yeah, and, <laughs> you know what I and mean? And here's what happens. So the same people who probably may have posted on the internet, like, we back the blue, uh, police lives matter, right? These same type of people. Next thing you know, all of a sudden, the police are blocking the door, just doing their job, and uh, whatever. Whatever you want to say about that is whatever. But they're just doing their job. They want to get home. They want to get a paycheck. Well, these same uh, previous supporters of the police are, are just like at the snap of a finger, ready to push the police out the way, possibly assault the police. We need to remove the police. Don't listen to the police. Um, just like at the snap of a finger. Right. Well, and some, some, uh, young people as well, were talking about, you know, we need to go down to the mayor's office. And I made this clear when it first happened, but the mayor's not going to do anything about it. And the mayor's definitely not in her office or his, whatever. (laughs) Definitely not at the office at that hour. Oh, not at that hour, but they made their stance very clear and how they felt about the event. So clearly going and talking to them really isn't going to do anything. My opinion on the situation is that we needed to one up, go to the governor, the governor who said he was going to protect our rights together and, you know, to have the economy and everything open freely in Florida because we were in West Palm Beach, Florida, by the way. Um, That would have been more so the route to go. If you're going to talk to an an elected official, you need to talk to somebody who doesn't already have preconceived notions about you or your event. Now, Going back to the young people who were getting very, I would say verbally aggressive. You had oh, a lot F of this F you yeah. everybody shut the F up. I mean, you wouldn't believe some of the things that came out of these people's mouths. Right. It was crazy. And I'm just like in the crowd. Okay, guys, you know, <laughs> remember we're the professional we're ones. We're different. We're the ones who are supposed to think through these situations. So I really urge you guys, like when something happens that ticks you off, think about the situation before you respond, don't just get angry and react because ultimately it's going to make you look bad. It'll make conservatives look bad. And it's really just not going to get anything done or move anything forward. And especially, you know, if you're on the same team as somebody and something goes wrong, you're going to be the first one to jump ship and say, F everybody, I, I, F y'all, F you, F your mama. Like, right. That's not the way what? to do that's it. That's so messed up. That's like, that's not mature. It's not professional. Yeah. And I, I just want to say how fat people, most people are really like sheep. 
they hear one thing and they just start doing it throughout this conference because the doors, they had to limit the capacity and stuff. We would get there super early in the morning and anybody could just yell something. They're going to open the side door. And then a thousand people would go run to the side door, even though that wasn't the case. Oh yeah. That was, that, that was, was crazy. crazy. I, guys, literally. So what happened is we had friends get there at 4am to hold a spot in line. I go walk down the street to get everybody coffees. You know, we've all been up for a while and I come back. Okay. So the line is how, where the usual line spot is. I come back and the line's completely shifted. Apparently somebody had come through and told everyone that a different point was actually the start of the line. So people who had been waiting there since 4am had moved. I get back. The whole line is like flipped basically. So people who were getting there at, I don't know, 7am. So multiple hours later, are now in the front because one person went around and said that the line changed. And so everyone shifted. Oh, and it was wild because what you had was, and then some people like our, our poor friend, Danielle, she's not a big girl at all. She's, she's a little petite she's like thing. four something. Uh, I don't know. I mean, she I can hold her own is. though. She's Cajun. She can hold her own. But the, these people that weren't as say bigger as these smaller people were literally almost getting trampled, pushed out the way, shoved around, thrown around like a rag doll right. by the crowd. And so just like that, it was every man for himself. I don't care about my fellow American. Um, it was wild. So I guess this goes back to just being mature, taking a step back and assessing the situation. We actually stepped at one point, we stepped out of the line and had a powwow like, all right, these people have no idea what's going on. What do we see going on? Who works here? What's the facts? And we wound up walking straight to the front door while everybody was freaking out and moving to the left, moving to the right. Right. And we were able to get in. And we were able to get in. Right. We took a step back. And we were able to get, you know, and actually hear, Mm -hmm. because unfortunately there was a lot of people, you know, yelling and stuff. We could actually hear a statement from um, one of the guys that worked with Turning Point, knew what was going on because they send their guy out there. I believe it was Tyler Bauer. They send him out there and he's like, hey guys, this is what we see on our end. This is what right. we're dealing with. But unfortunately, some people did not want to give him the time of day. But no, they were just, F you, where's Charlie? Where's Charlie? I mean, right. what's Charlie going to do right. about the police Charlie, blocking the door? Charlie's got things to do. I mean, he's all, yeah. <laughs> right. So it was just, it was really incredible. The lack of um, thought that was, that was happening in this like group think mentality that we were seeing. And it, it wasn't group think it was group mob. Right. Well, and also this goes back on, this isn't, you know, going back on conservatives on liberals or anything like that. This is just people in general. We need to learn how to think before we react. Yeah, and that's for conservatives, liberals, Republican, Democrat, anybody. If you breathe air and are a human being, you really need to mature up, like take a step back, stop freaking out. Don't panic. Um, stay calm. Right. Well, and okay. So as conservative, I don't know, I guess you can call us influencers cause we have a podcast, we have as, a podcast. <laughs> as people who are trying to speak on the behalf of some conservatives, or I guess on the behalf of ourselves as conservatives, what can we do moving forward to help educate people on this stuff? I say, I don't know about you, but I say, Making sure, because we are firing up a lot of young people right now. It's awesome. They're so passionate. They love this country. They love the Constitution. It is incredible. It truly is. But what we need to do in doing that is also educating them on the facts of different political things, socialism, communism, healthcare, blah, 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 you know, X, Y, Z. Educate them 
And then also talk to them about, okay, if, if this happens, if somebody approaches you and starts calling you names, like I've been called all sorts of names, unfortunately. For what, what was your favorite? Oh gosh, there's so many. I think Capitalist Pig was my favorite. Oink, oink. Yeah, the, so the, okay, backstory, and then I'll get back to what I was saying. So the girl comes up and she's like, y'all are capitalist pigs, blah, blah, blah. And so we responded, okay, do you want to talk about that? You know, I disagree with you. But, you know, I believe in capitalism. I am not a capitalist pig. But do you want to talk about why you think that about us, girl whom I've never met in my no, life? No, I don't want to have a conversation. No. Right. She goes, She goes. no, I have to go get a coffee. And I said, <laughs> oh, okay, you're capitalist coffee. So you're going to walk to Starbucks and buy a coffee via capitalism. Capitalism gave you that opportunity to buy coffee. Yeah. And you're calling me a capitalist pig. But, again, in that instance, I said, okay, well, I'm not going to get angry at this girl First off, I don't even, I don't know this girl, Somebody's you know? Somebody's got to be mature and calm in exactly. the situation. And I believe it was Charlie Kirk that said this, but if you're in any form of debate or argument or anything like that, never let your blood pressure get higher than the person who you're debating. And that, you know, that actually takes practice. Oh, absolutely. The first time you get in a heated situation, your adrenaline's going to be pumping. And, you know, you're afraid of rejection, like is something violent going to happen? Oh my God, these people are nuts. But the more you do it, the more comfortable you get. The more you have confrontational um, experiences, experiences. you're going to get more used to it. Right. Well, and we're, we're all human. We all want to react, right? Nobody wants to sit back and think about what they're going to say before they say it. We all want to react. We're human. I want to react. Good God, I want to <laughs> react. But as conservative leaders, what we need to be doing is stressing to these young people, especially these high school, college kids, how to react when they come about in these situations because we're telling them stand in your convictions, but we're not telling them how to respond when they're treated poorly. I mean, some people are, but I think we need more of it. We need more people standing up and saying, okay, if somebody treats you poorly, if they're yelling this at you, if they're trying to tear up your things, how do you respond to and, that situation? And you know, the, the funniest, most illogical answer to this is to turn the other cheek. If they hit you on one cheek, let them hit you again on the other don't repay evil with evil. When people do you wrong, don't go do them wrong. Don't curse them out back. Do good. You don't fight. How do you put out a fire? What is the element that we use to put out fire? It's, not fire. It, yeah, it's not fire. It's <laughs> definitely not gasoline or, right. or kerosene. It's water. So there has to be some element of water to fire. Like that dynamic has to happen. So you can't have two heated people duking it out. I mean, at some point, water has to be thrown on the fire. And maybe uh, we need more people that can throw water and bring reason and logic to what's going on. So yeah, I mean, if they're coming at you with um, some kind of aggressiveness or something that you don't like, become that balance in the situation. Now, if you're being assaulted, fight back. My God, oh, if, for sure. if you're in danger, for sure. I mean, you do what you got to do. If you defend gotta yourself. Defend you. if, if you have to grab a brick off the ground because oh somebody's gosh. trying to, yeah, I mean, that's extreme, but that's in the event that you're being assaulted. If you're being assaulted, I mean, defend yourself, try right. to get the police Stand involved. Stand up for yourself. Stand up. We're not saying don't protect yourself. That's not at all what we're saying, but right. there definitely needs to be the balance. But in verbal altercations, verbal, we can clarify it like verbal that. Verbal altercations. In verbal alterca altercations, you also need to stand up your, for yourself. But again, do it with a clear mind. Do it level-headedly because the only thing it's going to do is if they're reacting rather than responding, it's only going to make them look bad. They're going to realize that their argument or whatever form, form of verbal aggression they're throwing at you holds no water, 
right? So they, they, it holds no weight. You're the one with the credibility. You're the one with the facts. Yeah. So use that to your advantage. Explain to them why you believe what and, you and believe. And that way you don't look stupid. And right. become viral on the internet for looking like an idiot. So exactly. with that being said, uh, yeah, life's tough. Boo-hoo. You might lose some friends. You'll gain some, whatever. And the ones you gain will be way better It'll than be the ones you it. lost. Yeah, so get rid of the haters. Stand up for what you believe in. And it, again, it's not... You might win, just like what happened with me and the professor. You might not get failed out of your class. You might not get uh, alienated by everyone. Right. So you might inspire other people to stand you, up as you well. You just might inspire others to stand up. So um, this has been a great conversation on Logic and Common Sense Podcast. Be sure to subscribe. Take a screenshot and share it on your stories, whether that be Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, whatever. Uh, yeah, and if you want to support this podcast, I know I've already mentioned it. You've been hearing it a lot, but, I mean, there's some things, some opportunities we have, and uh, we'd love to have you partner with us. Just check out our email in the description, and we'd love to chat about how you can partner with us on that. So I'm Jonathan, and I'm Emily, and this is Logic, Logic and Common, Common Sense. Sense.